0: Hey, 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 welcome back to the Best Women's Boxing Show. Period. I am Cynthia Conte. And I am Giandra
1: LaBeouf right here next to my
0: twin Cynthia. I know, Conte, right? Because we, we like black and white. We no, we do not talk to each other and say, what are you gonna wear next week? Because yes, we do. No, we don't. No, we don't. We really don't. <laughs> we just have really good minds. That's how it is. But um We're gonna Gio. touch foreheads for yeah, we Yeah, we are. Watch our outfits <laughs> like that. But uh today we got a special one for you because I didn't even know, honestly, I did not know this was gonna actually happen. In. I was praying to the boxing gods. Please let it happen. Let it happen. And here, here we are. in Our prayers. We got not one but two people. A married couple. Boxing's hottest couple. It actually is boxing's best power couple. In the hot seat with us, Miss Rachel Donaire, the knockout queen, Ooh. A.K.A. What your husband, the Filipino Flash, <laughs> four division world champion Nonito Donaire, says, the boss lady. <laughs> Am I right?
2: Thank you guys so much for having me on the show. No,
0: thank you. I mean, if you did not respond on, I think it was my Instagram, saying, I need more than 30 seconds to talk <laughs> your shit. I was like, oh, girl, we need to give her an hour to talk her shit because she <laughs> got a lot of shit to talk about.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but, um, you know, I, I don't know if a lot of people, if, if people do not know boxing or maybe you're just learning about boxing, uh, R- Rachel has been in the business. She started out as a basically just a wife but also the manager to nonito doner and now we're going to get into the role that you have now taken on in a little bit his head trainer
1: boss women stand boss? Up. <laughs> i mean <laughs> though, th- just
0: even the word saying head trainer to a world champion a four division world champion and also to your own husband future hall of famer <laughs> future first ballot hall of famer hello <laughs> hello see okay rachel we got so much to talk about but before anything I know a lot of people are thinking, "Well, what she know? She doesn't know anything." But uh, as I as I started researching you, girl, you afforded wait, what is it? You're a fourth degree black belt.
2: Yes, yes. Um, I was I I grew up kind of like a tomboy, right? Mm -hmm. My boy, my dad wanted two boys. He got two girls. Oh, um, so he put us, of course, in martial arts, which he had since he was 16. Um, And then I fell in love with fighting. Um, I won state championships starting at the age of 12 and then made national teams and got to travel. So I was really involved in like, you know, the fight game and watching boxing. And we actually had a a former boxer uh, that was training with us. His name was Eddie Croft. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it was kind of a blend of mixed styles and um, learned a lot from him and got to go to fights with him and things like that as I was growing up.
0: Did you ever think about getting into boxing yourself and just adding that to your arsenal? Well, I mean, you were a kid. Or so even MMA. You're MMA.
2: I thought about getting into MMA. I did think about um, going into boxing for a bit. Um, my best friend back then, Anna Holton, mm-hmm. um, she went into boxing. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 okay. Yeah, okay. so, but then I saw her get her face punched and I was like, nah, nah, that <laughs> happening?
0: <laughs> oh, no. That's
1: amazing. You know, so many people have such early roots in in fighting. When do you do you remember when the switch was where this was something you felt like you wanted to really invest your life in? Because lots of kids take martial arts and different types of things. When did you know this is this is it for me?
2: It was literally, I think, the first the first week Um, I had a trial class and um, and I was eight and uh, didn't have a uniform yet. So I still had street clothes coming into the gym and they, um, they asked me to kick, the instructor told me to kick, and I kicked, and he was like, oh, you kick like a girl. <laughs> in the world, <laughs> And I walked up, so he went to go teach another student, I walked up behind him and kicked him in the back of the leg. And, he, and I just, so he grabs me and I'm looking at him like, what are you gonna do, like I knew anything then. And um, he's like, okay, so you think you're bad, he's like, I'll put you in on Friday. So Friday's class was an all-black belt, one-hour full sparring class. Wow. Wait, how old were
0: you again at this? Eight. Eight.
2: (laughs) (laughs) And um, again, it was only black belts. Um, And at that time, uh, you know, so I went in and I fought my heart out for an hour because what they did is they did a round-robin spar. Oh, Um, wow. And they kind of were snickering being like, so I guess this means you're not coming back. Did you learn your lesson? I was like, yeah. When's the next class?
0: I know that's ah, right. And did then he,
2: since then, that that was it. I was able. I was the only white belt to go to that class every Friday. Is
0: I, I don't know. I'm not familiar with belts. So is a white belt is that, brand new? Oh, brand 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 new. new. Oh damn. <laughs> I mean, at, at eight years old, did you think you did good? Did they tell you you did good? Did you know you did good at? that age
2: no they didn't tell me anything they weren't trying to give me any more like juice to keep (laughs) coming you know and it was just such an adrenaline rush um and it was fun and then i just kept you know going to that class every friday and and trying to improve my skills against full grown men um and you know eventually it started to be like um pretty much like a brotherhood where they were helping me with my technique and help telling me what i did wrong and what i need to look out for what i need to correct um, so I had a lot of mentors in that class because they saw that I was really passionate um, about fighting
1: and been kicking ass ever since. <laughs>
2: Hells, yeah. <laughs> and and been
0: kicking ever since. My God. And then you I, I saw that you were also in the Air Force.
2: Yes. For five years. Um, uh, when I was 18, I was a 2000 Olympics. And I ha- actually had knocked out, um, the grandmaster's daughter in the eliminations. Wow. Oh, but there was some politics involved and they counted her to eight and they didn't continue the count and they made it a medical timeout. And then she ran the rest of the fight. <sighs> so, you know, it was what it was. And, um, that competition. Was also near the U.S. Air Force Academy, mm-hmm. um, so I got recruited by the Air Force to fight for the U.S. Air Force team when I was in the military. And so I was on the U.S. Air Force team and the military, the world military team for the U.S. Um, during my my service. And I got to go to amazing places, um, met amazing people, and it was fun because as as a taekwondo fighter. There is no professional level, so mm. it's not like no to uh, where he goes from amateurs, professional, then you start getting paychecks. Right. With um, taekwondo, there is none. So the best option was to go with the U.S. Air Force, be on the team, and then all my stuff gets paid for. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. yeah. oh my
0: god, that, that's a dream come true. At that time, you know, just you get to travel the world, you get to do what you love, and you don't have to pay for anything.
2: Yeah, exactly. And I'm on. I'm, Uh, It's still active duty status, so I'm still getting my salary. So it was pretty much like the best option considering we didn't have a professional program.
0: Why did you choose to go into the Air Force?
2: Um, The air. Well, I mean, honestly, and every single branch is going to say like, oh, you guys are prissies. But really, like the (laughs) (laughs) intellect, you you see all those memes about like the grunt work of like the Marines and Army and like the Air Force is like sitting behind a desk. But I did want a pilot. Um, unfortunately, when I got in, of course, that's when they tell me like, oh yeah, you don't meet the height requirement for the (laughs) jet. Yeah. And I was like, really that you didn't tell me that when I signed up.
0: (laughs) So wait, did you work behind in the, on the computer or like in the, I was an
2: admin. Um, I was working under general. Um, so that's why I'm really, really keyed into, um, first of all, boot camp makes you pay attention to detail, mm-hmm. but also because of the uh, level of professionalism and attention to detail in the emails and processing system. And if I mess up, the general is going to be on my butt about it. Mm-hmm. Um, I was just so keen on to paying attention to everything, every single word, every spacing, oh. making sure and double, triple checking everything. So
1: with that oh. type of a background, that attraction, it's no it makes no it's no mistake why you and your husband were attracted. When you first connected, how did you guys even connect? How did you guys even meet?
2: Well, I love the fact that I'm the first one <laughs> I, no because no he shame. doesn't get to say he doesn't get to say who hit on hi, who oh. first. So now, since I have the mic first, I'm going to say he hit on me first because that is the truth. So just know he's going to. Uh, counter me on this later but um <laughs> it, i had made national team and again and i usually throw a party because i can't see my friends mm-hmm. um until after the fight so i threw a party and this will tell, this start aging me um danity e. kane was performing yeah. oh, I remember
0: <laughs> Okay, that. Showstopper. Uh-huh. Like,
2: yeah but now i'm aging myself right by saying you know who was performing that um so it was, uh, I believe the capacity was gone by like 10, 30, 11. Um, Nonito knew Anna. Okay. And I knew Anna. So Anna was supposed to come, but she didn't end up coming. Mm-hmm. And so she told him and his friends to go to my party. So he's in line. His friend texts me and he's like, we can't get in. So I'm talking to the bouncer. I'm like, hey, there's a couple more people in my party. I need them in. But while I'm doing this, he walks in. Someone from um, uh, Mario Serra- uh, Mario Serrano from Premiere. Yeah, wow. Saw him.
0: <laughs> I'm gonna ask him about Full that. circle. Yeah.
2: <laughs> saw him in the crowd in the line, and he's like, "Champ, you don't wait in line. Walk with me." So I'm standing there, and he walks past me with Mario. Mm-hmm. And so uh, my other friend that was there was like, oh, did you get to meet him? I was like, no, he just completely snubbed me. This is my party. Boom, <laughs> boom, bonito. That's already, that's one X for you. <laughs> exactly. No, the second X was oh. even worse because he finally, like, so my friend like was pushing me like, just say hi to him. I'm like, fine. So he's talking to Mario, talking to Mario. Finally he turns around and he's like, hi, my name's no I'm like, Rachel. And he is like, nice to meet you. And then turns his back on me again. And I'm what? like, at your own party? I'm like, this this guy. <laughs> you should have kicked him in I the know, back, too. Like, right? Your right? <laughs> yeah. So, and then I walked away, and I guess he walked, he turned around, and I wasn't there. And he was like, what a
0: bitch like, oh, so we oh both that's both. already three X's. my god that's like a strikeout
2: <laughs> so we both this is like all in one night this is all in one night it was all in one night so basically we already kind of prejudged each other uh-huh. as far as you know uh so it wasn't love i mean yeah, it wasn't a love at first sight kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I thought he was hot, but I thought he was stuck up and into himself. And I was like, I don't have time for this. There's a bunch of hot guys in, in, in the Bay. I know that's yeah. right. So why am I going to put up with someone whose head's so damn big? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, bye, boy. And then now we're here. Wait, so then... <laughs> the,
0: the, I like Mario Serrano. I know.
2: release about I'm going
0: to ask him about this. Uh, but since with that, then how did it come back around who actually then hit on who to to now come to this union
2: um i mean throughout the night like i went into a different room because they had different room at taste ultra lounge um and then i saw him from across the room like coming into the room that i was in and i was on stage with the dj so then i went to go find him and he's dancing in a circle with a group of guys so (laughs) i was like did you (laughs) want to (laughs) dance i was like do you want to dance and then we started dancing from there but Ever since then, it was always a competition. Like, I played the piano. He started singing Unchained Melody. I did, <laughs> you know, like, it was like, look at my fight video. Look at your fight video. Like, everything was a competition from day one. It still is. Like we'll I go was going to gonna say, yeah. It still is. It still is. And it, that's the fun part of it. Like, it was, we had a lot of fun because it was. it wasn't just, like, this cute romance thing. You mm-hmm. know, it was, like, this playful, young... Um, competition between us two because both of us didn't want to give in to the other one.
0: Oh, that's cute.
1: Oh, that's so cute. I love that. See, you guys got to write your memoirs one
0: day. I like that. Oh, my God. Both of them are going to be two different books.
1: Yeah, It's going to be where you could could flip it and it's like opposite on opposite
0: side. (laughs) To read Nonito's version, flip it upside down. (laughs) That's awesome.
1: And then here you are, this powerhouse couple, manager, trainer and just growing into these impressive roles in your in your husband's career as spending all those years with him when did you know you wanted to take the next step and help steer the ship and 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 just lead him into the next section of his career
2: well i think i got tossed into that role because um when we uh first when we got married in 2008 um he would pass the he would show to me like endorsement uh contracts and his fight contracts and i would notice they would come in and he'd want to sign it immediately oh you're it- one of those <laughs> <huh>? <laughs> doesn't read the fine print no, doesn't read anything signs. um so i would i started you know tearing down his sponsorships and be like there's no end date on this like Ooh. this is indefinite you know so i started red marking stuff and then i would have conversations with his manager then who's cameron duncan Mm-hmm So over the course of time, a couple years, Cameron had noticed that I was really taking an active role that I wasn't asked to do, um, but help him with a contract as far as what we were concerned with or if we needed something else negotiated. And then, you know, simple things like his physicals, his medicals and stuff like that. um, Making sure that's in the calendar and that Nonito doesn't double, triple book himself, which is the thing he used to always do. Mm -hmm. Um, So... After that time, that's when Cameron's like, listen, I he had a a huge stable, right? He had Jesse, he had Tim Bradley. So there was a lot of them that he had to, to manage. And yeah. he's like, I'm gonna give you half of the management so you can co-manage with me. Okay, Because I told him, I was like, I really don't know a lot. And he goes, I'll help you. And so it was to take you know weight off of his plate. Yeah, so, that's a lot. Yeah, so I was like, okay. So I started doing co-management with him. And then by 2015, 2016, his contract was ending. And I was like, so are we going to renew this? And he was like, you don't need me anymore. And I was like, oh, okay. And he's like, that is nice. But I'm always a phone call away if you need me. And I, I'm still in contact with him. We text, we call. Um, and if there's something of a concern that I wanted his opinion on, he answers the phone. So mm-hmm.
1: I want to talk to Cameron Duncan, because I, I'm i glad that you brought up Tim Bradley, because mm-hmm. it made me think of his wife, who uh. also took an active role in the later parts of his career. Are you Do you two commiserate over that? Was Cameron responsible for pushing women forward? Because obviously he had a great deal of faith and he was like, and set you free in an industry where so much about money, money, money could have easily been like, yeah, let's renew, let's go, you know, and keep going. But he said, hey, fly free, bird. You know, you have it.
2: Yeah. You know, that's an interesting point because I never really looked at it this way. But now that you're talking about it, like it it really does make sense because the same time that I was getting the co-management, I believe Monica was as well. It was never a conversation like at a tabletop, like, "Okay, so you ladies, I'm going to give you Um, you know, the co-management and let you take over. But the actions, I believe, speak louder than any words did. And he, like you said, like, he was just like, here here it is, you guys protect them so well. And he knew that what we were doing was in the best interest of our husbands.
0: I was just gonna say, there's no one better to protect them better than the wives yes exactly a true
1: ally I love a true ally because it mm-hmm. could he could it could have easily gone a different way Salute Cameron. Duncan?
0: yeah I mean do you like the manager before anything else did you like being the manager
2: um I got a lot of heat for it of course um, but it was fun for me it was like a puzzle like looking at contracts because one of the things I did want to do in the military or even before the military when I was in high school was be a lawyer
0: Oh, that's perfect, girl. (laughs) Yeah, so
2: I'm like, you know, the the contract's like a big puzzle piece, especially all the the legal terms and things like that and the references to different sections and things. Um, I love putting it together, making notes, and like referring back to and crossing things out. And it's, it's, negotiation's fun. I love negotiation, so. In the contracts,
0: a lot of people don't know what goes on. So let's just say you get a contract for Nonito for whatever fight. What's the turnaround time usually that they get it back? And how many times has it been edited?
2: Um, I would say, depending on which day of the week it is, usually about 48 hours is mm. is the max that I do it. Because there's, I mean, at that point, especially if it's just a fight contract, um, it's pretty basic. So if there's anything that would concern me, for example, a rematch, when's the rematch, who's the A-side on the rematch, what the minimum is, um, all that stuff, like those are usually the bread, uh, the the whole meat of the yeah, contract. Yeah, yeah. Um, promotional contracts, I'll take a lot more time because that's, I mean, that's a marriage, you know, mm-hmm. pretty much, you know, some of these contracts are seven years and, some of them look like they're three years, but it's like plus one, plus one, plus one. Ah, mm. it's it's.
0: What's the craziest thing that you've ever seen in, in a contract? You or, read my yeah. mind. <laughs> I was, I was like, what's the most uh, audacious thing that you've ever read? You're like, oh, hell no. <laughs>
2: okay, so the craziest thing I've seen in a management contract is waiving all, all rights to everything, pretty much. It, that's not how it's said, but what it says is um, that the manager has exclusive rights to sign to negotiate and sign on the behalf of the fighter name likeness and image
0: oh wow wow so
2: he could negotiate a contract and it could let's just say it's five dollars and um and the fighter doesn't know anything about it yeah but he has to do the job because he gave authority basically power of attorney to sign to the manager in addition in that section is being able to take um Uh, financial instruments on behalf of the fighter oh so the five dollar goes to the manager
0: see that's some like fancy fancy words that of course fighters (laughs) are not going to understand they'd be like oh okay fine they don't know yes they so they literally do sign their lives away and that's why a lot of people say that maybe managers are not good to have because i guess whatever the percentage is you just really need the fighter um and the the trainer and uh yeah that's pretty much it sometimes they say the trainer can be the manager we've already seen that that I've, doesn't work we, out yeah we be. already there's a couple of fighters that have that issue and those fights aren't panning out <laughs>
2: so. oh that, actually that that con- i've seen that contract the within that same contract in addition to put the trainer position within the management agreement
1: <sighs> oh wow
2: so you're oh. locked in.
1: You know, on Twitter, people, everything everyone thinks they're an expert on Twitter, contracts and all these <laughs> yeah. types of things.
0: Everyone's a lawyer all of a sudden. Everyone's
1: the armchair <laughs> lawyers. And a lot of people like to invoke, talk about the Muhammad Ali Reform mm-hmm. Act. So what are three things or a couple things about that act that are critical for people to know that you think that people don't consider or just your own experience with looking at that act as it pertains mm. to your husband's career.
2: I mean, there's so many different aspects. I would have to actually pull it up to like look at every single one. But yeah. I think honestly, if there's one thing that I think needs to be cleaned up is the separation between the promoter and the manager um, and who's paying and the licensing of all. Mm, okay. um, I have gone to too many, um, I've seen and verified uh, too many instances where a promoter doesn't have a license or, or mm. a manager doesn't have mm-hmm. a license to be operating in the state that they're operating in. So mm. it begs to question, yeah. where is that money going? How are you getting paid and by who? And I think those kind of things need to be overseen um, by the highest levels just like if it was a real estate agent you can't sell a property without yeah. a license. So right. why are we playing this game with boxing?
0: Right. right. It, it's crazy that a lot of men or I'm not going to say men but a lot of people in boxing that you've dealt with <clears throat> will just say that I remember you, you in an article that they call you a tart and a bitch and like everything else <laughs> because they don't they don't realize just because they they think you don't know anything you don't understand men women know a lot more they know that. What is it? You're like the CIA, like I always say. Exactly. You are you are fine tuning and looking at everything, investigating everything. And and if we don't know, we'll find it online. Yeah. Exactly. I
2: mean, there was this one like right now. I was actually dealing with that. I was dealing with something a couple weeks ago, and then it came back up full fledged last night. I had found out that the um, that there were some media outlets in the Philippines that had stated that uh, John Riel Casimiro, who's the WBO uh, bantamweight champion um that his visa for the u.s was revoked i mm. i
0: wanted to ask you about that because i read it i'm like i saw the his little video saying i'm stuck i can't go to the i can't go and travel i'm thinking what happened um,
2: like, so there's this this document that's circulating around that supposedly uh tgb had revoked uh john Real's uh visa back in february 11 2022. Oh, okay so i went it's so easy what's crazy to me is nobody does this and it's the easiest thing i went to the uc uh the uscis website i found their phone number and then i called
0: (laughs) wow you actually picked up the
1: phone and called yeah due diligence
0: (laughs) not even an
2: email (laughs) no no because and and i mean like i said like i called i actually recorded it earlier this morning just to prove a point. Um, and I, I recorded and, and I said, where is the, where on the website can I actually bring up this case file where it shows? So I'm not just saying it myself. And he's like, go to USCIS.com, put in your case filing uh, number and it'll show you the status of the visa. I was like approved or revoked. And he was like, yes. And I was like, thank you. So I mean, like these things are not hard to find. It's- so, so his thing was. Not revoked? So I think we're talking about two different things. The TGB one uh-huh. was the one that the this group in the Philippines decided to Photoshop and disseminate.
0: Wow. That
2: TGB revoked uh, his visa. Oh. But that's not true. That's the one from the USCIS. Okay. Um, the UK visa, he's already on his way. Yeah, mm-hmm. that
0: was the one, the video I saw that.
2: His okay. brother didn't get approved. Got it. Yeah. Oh, his so, brother okay. didn't get
0: approved. Okay, now, um well, you've already segued into that because um for sure, b- b- besides <laughs> I'm like there's so much
2: <laughs> i t- okay we're gonna need- just take off no need don't to even it. know okay.
0: where to go, okay, you're a trailblazer, you're shattering glass ceilings, shit, you're like bulldozing them all down, and mm-hmm. what I like about it is that you said in an um interview that um you don't for women to be in in our sport in boxing and just in sport in general. This shouldn't be like something like oh my god it's just wow I can't believe a woman's doing this it right. should be normal mm-hmm. and uh, for you to take on the career and a lot since now social media is very prevalent mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. our sport uh, I know that you and Nonita are very very vocal especially you <laughs> mm-hmm. and I and I love that I mean love it love you or hate you it's you do it for. You you protect your husband. You protect your family because not only are you just a trainer, um, you're a mother too. You still you have two sons, and like you said, we always talk about it. Your job never ends. It, no. never, ends. it never ends. So um, I want to uh, kind of pivot. We're gonna get ready now to the sauce sauce. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've seen some things in uh in the social in social media with Sean Gibbons mm-hmm. and uh, he's my best friend. We've noticed. <laughs> we've noticed you were particularly close. And, <laughs> And it's really, it's really, really hard to see because I mean, I'm, I'm, you're, I'm both of your friends, and I'm, and just, just, to see the stuff that I've seen or we've all witnessed, i mm. it's, it's, it's pretty bad. But uh, it all kind of started with Casimiro, am I right? Yes. N- now, just, who is, is he signed with you guys or is he signed with Sean Gibbons? I don't, I don't, I thought was he was with Manny Pacquiao Promotions.
2: As far as we know, no. And when we had looked at all the articles in the news before that, um, he was actually signed to SGG, Sammy Gilani's promotion. Okay. In the Philippines. That's his signed promoter. And his manager was Morris East and that expired. Both expired in February twenty twenty
0: two. signed to Probellum? I, I don't I'm not sure. No, he okay. just that
2: Probellum won the purse bid and that's, that's it. Okay. Yeah, and that's what pissed off Sean Gibbons at me.
0: Did he think that it was your guys' doing that he left? Or, I don't, I don't yeah, even know I how don't this even all under, happened, yeah, I don't understand the I thought maybe you guys took him. Like, cause I saw that live that you guys spoke um, because of the whole thing with Memo and the suck my dick, yeah. whatever, that kind of thing. And I, I really watched it cause it was, a lot of it was in Tagalog too. So I'm like, mm. thank God, I still, I, I remember a lot of my <laughs> Tagalogs. So I'm like, mm-hmm. ooh, this is the juice. And um, so I thought, okay, maybe he was apologizing, and then um, then maybe you guys helped him out to get I, I, to, for his next fight. That's what I, I assumed. I yeah. Didn't know. So what
2: happened with um, after the Rigandow fight, we were we worked out a um, a fight with John Riel for December 11th. Okay. Um, and according to TGB, they had sent Sean the contract. So we're twiddling our fingers because we already signed it. We're like, how long is this guy going to take? It doesn't take two seconds. And, you know, excuse after excuse came. They're like, well, he's in quarantine because he just went back to the Philippines. Mm-hmm. Um, and finally, it came to a point where where he, Casemiro was promoting the a fight December 11th instead of ours. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, a a vlogger had put us face-to-face on StreamYard. And Nonito was like, Why haven't you signed it? And he's like, I didn't get the contract, send it to me. And O'Neill was like, I can't send you the contract. This is not, so it was weird to me that he didn't know how this works. He's been in the game for so long. How do you not know that you can't get the contract? Or
0: unless maybe he just. Or even since his other
1: deal expired in February, who was advocating on his behalf and you know, who who was advocating for him?
2: Well, that's the thing is that Sean said that he agreed to the, the fight, but he hadn't signed the contract. Casimiro saying he never got the contract We're like what do you mean you never got the contract And he said on that I don't always see my fight Contracts and that's where The door the can of worms Opened
0: I didn't know That okay because I remember Sean promoting the Fight with you boy with Nonito and him and then all of a sudden You know I I was like wait a minute Mm -hmm. They're supposed to fight (laughs) like I'm so Confused and then the next time he's signed uh, probellum won the fight bit i'm like what 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 does happen here but yeah. even but even with that with probellum
1: uh winning the purse bit still what business is of that of yours and why not richard shaper or whoever yeah whoever yeah. is I the
2: decision
0: maker of that
2: i think it's just um honestly he had someone to blame and because mp promotions didn't even bet
0: yeah so that's that what was, i was very shocked yeah I, that's i that's yeah,
2: yeah. So how are you not going to bid on your, the behalf of your fighter? And so Probellum easily won it without any contention. Um, and because he's not um, ignorant enough to go after Richard or go after Probellum, because he will ice himself out out of any business relation he um, they have, he went after me, and. I have it's not like I I stroked the check I didn't bid I have no license to do so mm-hmm. but it, I was the easiest scapegoat I was the one that he would attack because who's gonna come running for my rescue no one's gonna save me mm-hmm. I'm the only one that's gonna fight for myself and he knew that
0: I think also because it was so heated with everything that was going on in social media that you guys were like literally fighting over social media on videos like and just you get seeing, disrespected. Yeah, like that. that was, that was gross. a hard one. I'm like, it's I, gross. any, any man calls anyone a bitch, especially in front of their husband. Oh my God, I'd knock them out myself. Like, I don't care if you're my friend, my family, like that's just like, it's a low blow.
2: Well, I think uh, it just shows a lot because for me, when I argue with someone, it's going to be fact for fact and you know, oh, yeah. it's going to be a, a debate, right? And I'm gonna bring facts. I'm not gonna bring your personal life into it. I'm not gonna give uh, you know personal insults as well because that has nothing to do with the fact at hand. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like whenever someone goes to the personal side, it means I'm winning. Mm. I'm apparently getting to you because you know you can't answer this question directly. And so I think that's what it's been. But the funny part is in, in the middle of this, when we were supposed to fight Casimiro the first time, um we had actually had to sit down and talk with california state commission regarding his behavior Mm -mm. and we had you know virtually shook hands and said we're done we're not gonna you know discuss each other anymore and then when the probellum thing came he just came back again i was like all right well i guess the gloves are back off Mm -hmm. or on whichever way
1: is there what in your mind what could bring the two sides to a place where it's just you know, amicable, you know, we can just shake hands and go our way. We don't have to have any relationship of any sort. It can just be amicable because even today, I've been seeing some stuff on Twitter, Yeah. even, even now. What what can make this situation amicable between both sides?
2: I think he just needs to let it go. Like this whole Casemiro thing is has been since August. We're in April and his entire team is still every single day going out on YouTube. About Casimiro, and they have tasked me because of the fact that I know so much and about you know U.S. government um, to find out the real truth because they're freaking out that he's you know of course he was going to get deported or he was going to not be able to come back to the U.S. and they didn't know how to do that. Um, so until he finally got, you know, with, um, with Clemas, mm-hmm. he really didn't have a direction. That's right. Mm. He's with
0: Aegis. Yeah. yeah. So now he's
2: with Aegis. So now he has more of a, a stable foundation. Um, they don't need me as much. Um, but at the same time, like, like I said, if, if there is no contract and John Riel Casimiro already signed with Aegis Clemas and there is no promotional because that expired as well, let it go. Hmm. Yeah. And I think that's the problem, is that they're so hell-bent on taking him down at this point, by all means mo- possible, that it's just, I mean, it's silly. It, It's just silly. You know,
0: I, I remember reading or watching the um, the live when um, you guys were talking to Casimero. And I mean, I think your dad got involved. Everyone was like screaming. And then <laughs> what I loved about Nonito when he is like, you know, I'm a Filipino. I will always help my fellow cababayan. Like, I don't care if you are my enemy. I will always try to help you, especially in boxing. And it was just kind of like, John just shut the fuck up like just listen and just listen just understand what what is going on and I mean I I I saw the video I was just like oh my god (laughs) oh my goodness but um, I'm glad that um, hopefully you guys have kind of moved on a little bit from that not necessarily but um, it's good to see that you know no matter what as much fighting you're always gonna you and and your husband will always go and help um, a fellow a fellow Filipino fighter in well, I think possible. it's
2: more than just, I mean, I know this, this situation is with a Filipino fighter. Of course, that's uh, some place in our heart. Yeah. But just seeing the amount of these contracts that I have been seeing yeah. that are going back and forth and fighters that are passing me their contracts to look it over. Um, it's more than that. It's all boxers. It's all races. It's all walks of life. And it's unfortunate that, I mean, that they would sign it if they didn't know any better. So that's why I went on Punch Drunks and I did a four hour thing of going line by line, like guys. I remember that. Yeah. yeah, so I think it's it's really, I believe that we were given you know this obstacle to overcome, to not just help John Real Casimiro, but to help every boxer that doesn't know what they're signing could be a death sentence to their career if they're not God. paying attention.
1: Do you find that you have when you help other fighters, of course, no name and names or anything like that, do their team reach out to you like, hey, you overstepping your bounds? Because uh, a lot of people want to keep their fighters ignorant so they can take advantage of them. No. So, oh, no opposition.
2: Oh. So,
0: that's great. Have you had any fighters ask for you to manage them? Yes. Anybody you'd like to tell us? Yeah,
2: no, I I actually said no. I have <laughs> You're like I you get too many jobs. <laughs> I have, yeah, that's that's literally what it is. I've also had other fighters ask for me for strength and conditioning, mm-hmm. and I'm like no. I was like I really don't have. I can't. You got a full plate. Yeah, I now like as of this moment, I have you know Nonito that's already in camp, and then I have Jesse that's fighting in three weeks. Are you mm-hmm. are you um, strength and conditioning
0: him? Okay. Yes. Yeah, because I remember hearing that you were doing it with Nonito, and mm. then um, before besides being the manager and then now into the, um, the, the trainer position. And you have small children. Yeah.
2: Yeah, so this week has been crazy because they've actually been at the gym. So you could just imagine me like telling them to sit down, giving Nonito water, telling them to sit down again, giving mm-hmm. him water. Oh, the iPad turned off. <laughs> I was like, please go back to school. Please go back to
0: Wait, you study them, correct?
2: No, I did for COVID. I mean everyone did for yeah. COVID. I ac- we've oh, talked man. about homeschooling them because How much
0: did you drink?
2: <laughs> I I think everyone drank and gained weight during COVID Heck anyway. Yeah. <laughs>
0: I don't
2: think she should stop.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. <laughs> so a mother's job is never done. It's you know. never.
1: D- that's a, that's incredible. That is incredible. Just the management of a fighter alone is a full time job. Uh, yeah. Yes. Plus, slumber. plus all these other aspects, plus parenting, plus, mm-hmm. well, what do you do for you?
2: Um, I do make time to, so usually on, on without Easter break, um, I bring the kids to school really early in the morning in the car. I have a conference call with, uh, my business associates at seven 30. I hit the gym at eight 15 to make sure I get it out of the way for me. Mm -hmm. That gives me, um, a, like a hyper focus into my business because of the fact that I already gave myself that one hour. Mm -hmm. Um, and then after that, then you, I usually working with, uh, with my business, um, throughout the day, all the way into the night, sometimes. Um, but I have, you know, basically told him like, usually Thursdays is our date, and you're gonna think this is funny, but where we go to date is Whole Foods. Aww, oh, that's cute. That, I was just, that's adorable. Have you guys gone to the Whole Foods uh, restaurant?
0: I've been to one in L.A. The, the, I've been to the one in um, Austin, the original Whole Foods. Mm -hmm. That thing is massive. Mm -hmm. You can go do a wine date there. Yep. Like it's it's so banana. It's so cool though. So
2: this one, the one on two fifteen and Green Valley Ranch. I haven't been in that one. It's not so big. Okay. It's called. uh, Yeah. It's not so big, but they have a you know full menu and they have a full bar. So we go over there and like we know the girl there because she knows how I order. She's like, yes, I know. No sauce. Everything clean wait know? are
0: you like a vegan or something or no
2: i just i it's funny because me and no need argue about this all the time i don't i eat food for fuel i'm not that person that wants like a lot of flavoring in my food mm. um so what if you overdose it you That's know true. with sauce i'm like i don't even taste the chicken anymore what was i eating you mm-hmm. know so i like things a lot more cleaner okay and i like my salad dressing on the side i don't like mm-hmm. it when they mix it and then it Looks like a soup, you know, so I'm kind of particular when it comes to that. Um, But I mean, I I, we eat pretty, pretty healthy. And the boys have gotten used to, you know, eating every single type of thing. I think I was proud of Jarrell when we went to Cabo. He was eating um, uh, tuna, raw tuna. Oh, okay. Um. And I was like, Oh, I never thought that he would. You know, kids are weird yeah, with the, the, that. Texture, yeah. the and texture. The texture, exactly. Yeah. But he he went in, and I was like, All right, cool. So at least I believe that like we gave them so much uh, uh, variety when they were younger, um, that they just take with it and run with it. So I'm I'm happy of how you know our household food choices are. I, I saw that you guys don't even have rice. We do not have rice. We have cauliflower rice.
0: I mean, you're a Filipino family. That's almost say. sacrilegious. So I
2: actually, How do you, eat, you,
0: eat, you eat adobo and like I nilaga. I bring my
2: cauliflower rice with me to oh, restaurants. Oh, you're one
0: of those? Yeah, for the Tupperware. Oh. Nonito, I'm and so I'm,
2: sorry. <laughs> I bring it, I sneak it on the table. And I have my cauliflower. At this cauliflower. just tell
1: the Whole Foods lady, look, hook my rice up. You already know. <laughs> What's
0: what that is? one thing that Beyonce brings? Hot sauce in her bag. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Does Nonito even eat rice? No. No. Does he
2: bring his cauliflower too?
0: or you split you guys share it
2: when he's in camp and he wants he wants it then we'll split it but i mean off training you know we'll go maybe once uh in one or two weeks to you know eat filipino food and we're not gonna you know destroy that that tasting that he has for that Mm -hmm. and so he'll indulge he'll indulge um but it's his choice to do so he's intolerable to rice so he knows the after effects of it.
0: Mm. Got it.
2: So we've done the food sensitivity test. So we know every oh, single thing. Okay. If we eat it and we want to eat it because we wanna eat it, we know the consequence. It's, it's gonna bloat up It's getting us. fat.
0: <laughs> That's what it is. It's delicious. It is
1: good. Do
2: you have like a procedural
1: manual? You're so organized in terms of your business, the food, <laughs> the diet, the rice is in the bag. Do you have like a book at the house where it's like, mm-mm, you're on chapter three. There is no rice in this house. This is the way we're gonna eat this week for camp. Do you plan that way for the meals of the household? How do you plan all of these things?
2: um usually i do have um pretty much a schedule of what things have to happen when um and so like even with the boys they have a system um on the s'mores app that basically tells them you have to do like for for right now um they have to do 30 minutes of math 15 minutes of math facts 30 minutes of reading a uh, journal they have to do science language typing coding and you also have to run or box or do something so they know like there's things expected of them i feel like um whiteboards are all over our house, everywhere. uh And so all of those things that have to be done throughout the week are put into that as well as backed up into my Google Calendar. Um, And then what we do is after the fight, we have an after action report and anything that I failed to do or that the team feels that we failed to do as a team um, gets discussed on that round table and we disseminate it to every single person so that mistake um, is corrected the next time around.
0: Wow. Wow. It's very military style. Yeah. Very, very, I mean, wow. Do they have I'm chores? I'm failing as a parent. My, my baby's kids in college. My <laughs> baby's turning 1 tomorrow, so I'm going to have yeah. Yes, yeah, the
2: boys um reach
0: schedule
2: i mean you know besides their homework and stuff like that their only chores on the weekdays of course is they have to clean their tables clean all the cups around the house that they go you know they drink water and they bring it somewhere else um so they they switch back and forth one cleans the table one day the other one vacuums every single day and then they switch the next day and switch and then they get points for that every single time that they do it i think donito had them cleaning the bathroom today
0: wow that's impressive Mm -hmm. yeah Uh, Do they do they box or any kind of weight or or MMA or anything?
2: Um, Right now they they train with him or train at the gym um, But we're not really pushing them to do that Um, We're giving them the options, you know, I I grew up really well-rounded like my parents had me I don't know three choirs piano voice Mm -hmm. lessons Volleyball, yep. basketball—you yep. know, I mean? yep. you know what I mean. They pack your schedule, yep. so I'm giving him the opportunity to try different things. Um, he loves piano. Um, they love boxing, but I think it's a weird, a funny dynam- dynamic because you know, Papa is really strict in boxing. He there's no playing, so I almost like to um, allow the other boxers in the gym to uh, uh, to work with the kids. Okay, so then you know it's it's a little bit less stressful because I think that um, they feel like the pressure. Of Papa helping them, and if they uh, they don't feel like they're doing it right, they get frustrated, oh, I mm. see you know
0: do they know how, how what do I say no, I don't want to say the word popular, but do they know about nonito like the caliber of a boxer that he is that he's this this the see industry as a whole yeah, no they, they wow. just see his Papa just as a boxer he yeah. he just knocks people out
2: yeah we we we've i mean we've gone, you know, like we'll go to the mall and people take pictures with nonito. And since very young, Jarrell would be like, "Who's that, Papa?" He goes, "Oh, I don't know. He's just a fan." He goes, "Well, why yeah, did think... you take pictures with him?" He's like, "He was taking pictures with me." He goes, "But why?" Mm-hmm. And it was just like the th- the fact that they grew up in this, it just seems normal, so yeah. they don't know any different.
0: The one of the best fights. I mean, it was a fight of the year with Inoue in Japan, mm-hmm. and I remember. I mean, I I was just showing them this. Look at this, because I remember. I, I've never taken it out of my phone. Look at that. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I think everybody was up everybody, that night. I mean,
2: it was like, um, was it's
0: 3.30 a.m., wake up and get ready for Inouye Donair. Don't but, like, from two for all these, I never, I did delete the words that I was like, wake the fuck up. like. You. <laughs> and I, and, you know, that fight was just one of the best fights I have seen in so long. Absolutely. And I remember... Um, when all said and done, your kids were there, mm-hmm. and I remember they were crying when mm-hmm. um, Innoi brought the brought the trophy because you guys promised the trophy, and then that didn't happen. In those kind of situations, how do you prepare your children because they're so young? Because uh, you know, for a competition, it's like there are no winners and losers, but there are. Yeah, like in that in that case, what do you tell them?
2: Um, I think we, first of all, I think we we did that because he promised it to them, right? But I also wanted to show to them that there is is adversity you're going to have to overcome. Mm -hmm. You're not always gonna win. Um, Fortunately or unfortunately, my eldest seems to have this winning like thread in his body. And anything that I put in front of him, for example, during COVID, uh, during the online of second grade, uh second month he was like this is boring this and that and i said test up he tested up and so he's in fourth grade now um Mm. and he's still leading in his class he gets upset if he gets one wrong on his test but we are um those situations i believe prepare them to understand that even mama and papa don't have a perfect track record Mm. whether it's through mistakes or life experiences that seem to be a a mountain to climb over Mm -hmm. and whether or not we make it to the other side it's the adversity that we overcome that grows us as human beings we want them to be um strong in their foundation to know that if you keep pursuing it'll come and you are going to fail and it's okay to fail Mm -hmm. just learn from those mistakes and move forward
0: wow Pray, preach.
1: I'm, <laughs> wow. I'm gonna move in over there. I need some <laughs> discipline in my life. Right. I need to get it all the way together and get me a whiteboard at the donor.
0: Right. I was <laughs> just gonna
1: say I we need, my need my chores own whiteboard. Here. <laughs> okay, somebody needs to get us together. And so now on the heels of that amazing fight, i you know, I'd never seen that many people wake on Twitter. You know, usually everyone talks about it later. They, you know, read about it or Uh watch it on delay. But people were up and active. It was trending. It was an exciting fight. And now here we are again. It, the fight is, uh, it's on the horizon. Yeah, Is it still on the horizon? You know, we've had lots of reports in the media of different things that are happening, not with your fight in particular, but events surrounding, probellum. Is this fight in danger? Is the fight going to keep going? Are we still going to get it? Are we getting up early again?
2: Yes, you're getting up early again. Oh, okay. Or just stay up. You're in Vegas. Yeah. Just stay up. You just go out, is stay it, up throughout the it's whole it
0: So it is happening in Japan. Yes. Mm-hmm. Is there a date roughly, or you June seventh is the date? 7th. Okay,
2: so it's a it's a Tuesday.
0: I so know. Maybe not go <laughs> out on the night. Like, <laughs> why? How did that even happen? Like, is that strange. Yeah
2: it is strange but we also have to consider that in march march first was the very first time that japan even opened their borders mm -hmm. so that being said um there was a huge rush for event space Mm -hmm. Um, so every single saturday sunday is booked out for months on end
0: mm -hmm. got it okay they're already pre-booking it okay well you know we did talk about like this whole problem i mean there's a lot of things going on into boxing that with that does surround probellum and uh, Kenahan, um, as people. you a manager, I know you were getting a billion calls about it. <laughs> getting that, the barrages of calls of is this fight going to happen? Yeah. Have you guys, do you deal? What, what do you say? I mean, your phone was ringing off the hook and girl, I was one of them. I'm like, please come, into the, please come into the studio. But in this situation, this was a bomb that dropped on everybody. What did you and Nonito think?
2: Well, Nonito was just like, first of all, when I got the call, uh, i'll tell you um it was a journalist and he was like uh so do you think what's happening with kinaham right now is um how is that going to affect no Nito's career i want to get a quote from you i was mm-hmm. like i'm sorry who's kinaham and he's mm-hmm. like he just got a bounty on his head i was like okay what does that have to do with no Nito's career i'm completely in the dark about who this guy is
0: so you had no idea i've
2: never had- met him
0: Oh, oh so, well, no, not met him, but like, because there were so many, so many, so many crazy stories. I'm like, is this, it's like almost like the Illuminati. Like, is this real? Right. I mean, a Just lot offshoot of things, stories, so people weird. trying to marry all of the things yeah, together. Yeah, yeah, that's
2: so, I mean, when I got the call, I was caught off guard because yeah. I'm trying to figure out who is this guy, mm-hmm. you know? um, And I I only deal with the people who are in front of me, which, you know, whatever the promoter that is, that's it. Yeah. Like, as far as who they're friends with or getting drinks with i have no idea and i don't care yeah so when that name was brought up i was i literally had they're like we'll send you an article and i looked at the article and then um of course no was like what was that about and i was like kinaham he's like who and -hmm. i was like exactly so how am i supposed to have a a, you know a conversation (laughs) on this um and then uh so i ended up calling uh the journalist back because he wanted a statement and i said i was like what is your concern Mm -hmm. and he was like that it's going to affect the fight because of probellum i was like why and he's like well so you know this person is alleging a connection yeah Mm -hmm. and i was like let's not play on this alleged like stuff guys Mm -hmm. and he's like i was like we can allege all day i was like we've we've gone circles and roundabouts about alleging and the consequences and and things that happen of alleging and why people are alleging Mm -hmm. i was like so if you're asking me like who is promoting it it's tekken promotions right in association with prebellum and i believe in a way's other promoter i don't remember his name off the bat um but it's in japan the licensing is from tekken which is the japanese company um so you know when it comes to all that and my statement about it was i don't know if this guy ever did anything i'm not going to make that judgment Mm -hmm. it's not my call but I, what I will say is, I feel saddened that the boxing industry is using this narrative to push their own agenda, and I feel like the people who are pointing fingers at other people, saying, you know, you did this, or you're, you know, you shook hands with them. There's a picture, um, and um, but no, I'm clean now. That kind of stuff. I feel like eventually, if you keep pointing fingers, you're gonna look down at your hand and see blood. Mm-hmm. And I feel like everyone should just be quiet and sit down, and because using a narrative just to push your own personal agenda is just a little dirty move, and it seems jealous and and childish to me. Yeah, just stay, in, you know, stay doing what you're doing. Create the, I mean, uh, abide by the U.S. sanctions, and everyone will be fine. Yeah, but making this a bloodbath between everyone where they're throwing it at each other is.
0: Yeah, it yeah. Just, yeah. It's like, oh, just so and so took a picture. Oh my God, that means you're in dealings. And it's just, it's crazy that press you know, releases, I, mean, and, yeah, and I was like, what is happening? Screenshots and, and I was like, oh. But you guys heard it here first. <laughs> That's right. Inouye versus Donair two is happening yes. in Japan on a Tuesday in America. Yep. So set your alarm clocks.
2: Isn't there a song too on a Tuesday? Is it a Drake song? Of that you would know that on May, a tuesday I don't know. on a tuesday shout
0: out to the 6 god i don't know I,
1: <laughs> I don't have know. To, you
0: know I don't it know. girl you know it you just no. drake, you, you drake, just you know, be shy. drake drake
1: a little soft for my liking you know oh. from,
0: <laughs> no she likes o i don't I'm, even I'm,
1: know this i'm from inglewood she know? likes the hood so, shit yeah you know q drake you know inglewood <laughs> so dj quick
0: okay now real fast that since you have now stepped in the manager role i mean in the trainer role um we always say that uh the fighter is their biggest critic, but I think in this case you are Nonito's biggest critic because you He, he looks at you saying so you're like you're losing mm-hmm. and, um, and To hear that as a fighter is it that like really you don't want to hear that and when is it? When was it when when, when did it come to the time? Uh, Nonito said you know what? I need you in my corner You're the only one I'm going to listen to because you're the only one that knows exactly what I need to do
2: um I think we kind of did it for Frampton, but before all that, every single time he seemed like he was in trouble, um, he had his whole corner around him. And whether it was Robert or you know, whoever at the time, um, he would look at me and I'm like, your guys are right there. Yeah. Like, so when he looks at me, that means something is not being given that corner. He's looking for something outside. Okay. Um, and I feel like it's my job to tell him the truth at that point um a, the big one of course was the d'artinian uh the d'artinian rematch mm-hmm, mm-hmm. where he had the flu and we're going into the 9 10 and he's losing i don't know what they're saying in the corner i don't yeah. know if they're saying oh you you got this you're, you're winning on the cards and they're i don't know mm-hmm. um so when he looked at me i i i you know it's a split second that he'll look at me and give me his attention in the corner and i'm like you're losing wow
0: and honest.
2: yeah i mean because at that point like what was i gonna do like good job <laughs> right. yeah you, you know if, if i'm validating what he's doing in the ring he's gonna continue doing it mm-hmm. so i it, you know that that kind of um honesty mm-hmm. and trust is something that we've always had since the beginning of our relationship um since the beginning of our relationship we we switch phones we know each other's password we know each other's bank accounts and emails facebook uh, myspace then but there was never anything <laughs> you're aging yourself girl. <laughs> you know, i keep aging myself danity <laughs> kane um but uh we you know so there's always been this trust so i feel like when that trust is given to you especially when it comes to something that is you know a uh, a detriment to what's going on in the ring you have you have the responsibility to to make sure he gets that message that you're trying to give him.
1: Did you have to step into that confidence? Because having the trust is one thing, but then to make your voice be the singular one heard in the corner is a different level of confidence, especially when he's had other trainers. Did you Mm -hmm. step into that or Um, did you just know?
2: I I would always say stuff even in the gym, and I would, but I would say it underneath a breath, right? Only Mm. so he can hear me. Because in the gym, like you'd get side eyes and like, what the hell is she talking about? Mm-hmm. And we talk almost a different language because he knows that what I'm saying is based on Taekwondo, like the verbiage, like faint in boxing is uh, motion in Taekwondo. Oh. So he knows like if I, in, in the middle of something I'm saying motion and it's just because I can't find it again, yeah. then he knows I mean faint. Um, but everybody else has absolutely no idea what I'm talking about.
0: They're probably thinking, she doesn't know boxing. What yeah, she's like, what she's is she talking saying? about?
2: Yeah, so, um, but he, he started giving me, you know, wanting me to talk louder. Um, and it took, you know, all the way to Bali, where I really was the head trainer. And let me tell you, that wasn't the easiest thing. Because mm-hmm. when we were in Wayne's or no, yeah, we were at medical before Wayne's and he assigned me head trainer, and commission came back and said not to do it. Why? Why? Because they said I had no experience in a world title fight to be the head trainer. And so we gave it to James Michael Basil, who was our cut man, cut man yeah. which is fine. Uh, we had a team meeting with no need about it because I was like, they pulled it from me yeah. or they highly suggested. Mm-hmm. And he was like, it doesn't matter what they say. He's like, you're the one talking. And he's the one who instructs his corner at the end of the day, everyone shut up. You tell her because I don't need a bunch of people. The one thing in the Inoue fight, the first one, there was two coaches, well, there's four people, but there was two that were very vocal, and it was Kenny Adams and his father. Mm-hmm. Both spoke different languages. Both mm. were talking at the same time. And, mm-hmm. So
0: when when that happens, I mean, we'll ask Nonito that, but when, that, when you know that's going to happen, whose voice do you tell Nonito to right. listen to?
2: Well, now that's not happening because i'm the only boy. no back then oh i didn't know that that was gonna happen oh because i think you know like the thing is his father has been with him for so long Mm -hmm. that he's passionate right Right. like and that's your son so you're passionate you want to say something and because they speak in their native tongue i think instead of you know a translation from english to back to visayan and him calculating that being in his native tongue is so much easier, mm-hmm. right? Then you have Kenny Adams, who is an amazing trainer, has so much knowledge and experience, that of course he's gonna wanna say what he wants to say. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, like I said, I didn't know that that was gonna happen. That was something that was talked about in the after action report. Mm-hmm. Um, and and then for whatever purpose, you know, God put the the path that it was to have Ubali um, postponed, because of yeah, COVID yeah, yeah. Um, had us work together a lot as far as coaching and training. And then it just worked. It just, it fell into place with the things that we were concerned about the in, first Inoue fight and what situations we were given when we were to fight Ubali again.
0: Cause when I rewatched the, um, the Inoue fight and I remember uh, with Donair, I remember you saying the things that he lacked was the head movements and the feints, and I saw that mm-hmm. after after seeing it first, but then after you saying it, then I was watching it again. I'm like, oh shit, she's right. I mean, because he likes to go in wars, mm-hmm. and uh, and he even mentioned or uh, Nonito mentioned that he didn't work a lot on defense. He because he's a he's a very offensive fighter. He likes to get drawn into wars, and sure, it was a real war, but uh, watching that fight. Um even Nonito's sitting here and maybe you have talked to him. Like how did you grade that
2: how did you grade him in that fight? The Inoue fight? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean I would I would give him a B,
0: mm-hmm.
2: Um, you know, and that's it could go either way depending on which one which exact like
0: round part yeah, yeah.
2: Ra- parts of the fight, right?
0: Uh-huh. Um Well he did almost blind in OE at the second and third round. Yeah. He took the tenth round. And then, um, but it was a nasty body shot that put him down. But you, he gave him the hardest, the toughest test of Inoue's um, career. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I think that that was like the hardest thing for me is because I know his capability. Um, You see how how much he moved um, before, Mm -hmm. and then he got in up, up in weight, so he had to really sit down on his punches, sitting down on his punches. He's not moving as much. He's not. He, you know, there's a point where he's like, oh, I can take their punch. You know, this macho mentality when that wasn't the game to begin with um and it. she
0: breaks a judge you're like that's just not yeah. it it's
2: a sweet science remember <laughs> move your damn head um so i think you know so knowing who he is and how he can uh perform um for me i knew he could beat in a way um but uh, it was just so out of my control because i don't know what was what the game plan was and i um if you ask him he'll tell you some of the things that happened in that corner okay um and
0: oh, we I, will. <laughs>
2: I feel like it was just, you know, the, the things, be, um, the things that he had as such a foundational um, strength was missing. And so during COVID, we brought it back. We worked on it. We had nothing else to do except stare at each other at the house. So we worked on, <laughs> we worked on the weaknesses. That's mm-hmm. what you're supposed to do. And we right. didn't ignore um, the things that he didn't do.
1: Are there things to his style that once you were in that head trainer role, you were like, I'm going to fix this now. It's been bothering me for all this time. I want to correct whatever this thing is.
2: Yes. There's,
0: there's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, I got notes. notes. <laughs> no, but um, even stepping into that role, I know it wasn't easy. When he approached you about it, it's you have to obviously sit down with him and say, you have to listen to my voice. If you don't listen to my voice, this is never going to work out. How did that whole conversation go down?
2: Um, we sat down at a table and I told him like, okay so we're husband and wife we're parents you know there's different roles we both play but when it comes to the gym and you're asking me to, to do these things for you it's not gonna work unless you respect my voice mm-hmm. respect my opinion and the best part is that we collaborate a, a lot sometimes at 2 o'clock in the morning um, when I'm done with my work and stuff like that and I, I put my head down and I'm like <laughs> still watching fights I'm like oh he does this and he's like well, we could do this and he'll get up out of bed in his underwear and he'll have me get out of bed and then he'll be like okay so throw a jab," and then he'll be and i'll throw a jab. he'll be like throw a hook and we'll walk through these different scenarios and but at two o'clock in the morning you know
0: <laughs> your job is never done girl Yeah.
2: so i mean it, the, the fact is it's a collaboration each um each trainer and fighter there's certain things that a fighter can do um that a trainer doesn't see there's also things that a trainer wants a fighter to do that the fighter's not capable of. Mm-hmm. And you have to, you know, bob and weave with the whole thing and l- learn to give and take with a conversation that if the fighter isn't comfortable with what you're asking them to do, that has to be communicated. Yeah, um, I think a lot of boxers are afraid to say, hey coach, yeah, I didn- does not feel natural, it doesn't work for me, I feel vulnerable and stuff like that. And they're gonna have to, to adapt and change to where he does feel comfortable. Um, but I don't feel a lot of boxers speak up that way because they feel like they're A being disrespectful or
0: ego. You yeah, know. it's ego. They they have to do what the trainer says. Yeah. 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 You are a fascinating
1: woman. Yeah, you really <laughs> are. I know a lot of things about you or things that I've read about you. I've never had the honor of meeting you before personally, but you really, really are toeing the line for a lot of different yeah. things. It's really, really impressive.
0: Thank you. And, I appreciate that. And, and and it's really a true uh, a testament to who you are because there's so many women out there that could be just as good as you, maybe even better, but little girls that are, I can be a boxing trainer. Just looking at you, it's like, oh my God, I can do that. Or just even hearing you
1: because yeah. people have their ideas of what they think that you are like and now hopefully the, they'll give some insight mm-hmm. or the bravery or just you know the drive to
0: you know rachel's doing it maybe i can do it too
2: yeah i think that like after i got the wbc trainer bout
0: 2021 um, the only <laughs> female wbc trainer that she's the only, she's the only female that has that belt. Okay, go ahead.
2: <laughs> no, um, uh, my friend's daughter. She's six. So she, yes, yeah, she's six. Um, had actually uh, told, uh, asked her mom. She's like, oh, so. Whose belt is that? Cause it looks different from uncle Nonito's. He goes, that's your auntie Rachel's belt. That's her belt that she she deserves and got awarded. And she was, she this little girl was so proud of me. Aww. And I knew like, I it just for me, it just cements that, you know, for some reason I am who I am and I'm in these situations because I'm supposed to be. Mm. And if part of it is taking that heat um, you know, from all angles, because the boys club's getting really upset, Yeah. then I'm the one that's gonna do it because I don't care about the boys club. It should be inclusive. And we can not only, um, you know, broaden their horizons, but actually improve the, the, not just the sport of boxing, but worldwide if everyone just respects and realizes the gifts that women have
1: so do you feel like at this point you're walking in your purpose people like to talk about have you at this current time or is the purpose still steps away is it now or is it coming
2: i think it is now um i think there's still of course more to be done but right now and the amount of uh respect that i'm given by the people who actually see The work I'm doing, take away the face, take away the voice and just read what I've done as far as like if you just were to transcript and without a gender, would you take that advice? Mm. And my bet is you would. It's only because you're a female. I'm a female and I'm the loudest one in the group and Mm. I don't care who's going to get upset because I'm telling the truth and I have my evidence to back it.
0: Amen to that. That's a drop the mic on that. And that's why we had Rachel Donaire sit at the brown table talk with us. (laughs) The real brown table. The real
1: brown table. Literally the brown table talk.
0: (laughs) But no, I'm so happy that you're able to come because this is a platform that, um, even though it's called the best women's boxing show, period, we do like to highlight women in boxing, not just uh, not just women in boxing, but also women that like to watch boxing or other sports and. You're like really involved in it, like literally involved. Uh, But Rachel, I know you've always wanted to do something like this because there's really no podcast or nowhere to talk with other women about sports, unfortunately. But we're here. You are welcome. Anytime. Open door. If you just want to say some stuff, come on by. I know. Even especially right before
1: the fight. Yeah, you know, stop by yeah, before y'all take Yeah, stop off.
0: by. It'll be fun. Yes. With all this said and done, is there any kind of, is there any advice that you would like to tell those people out there that are second guessing themselves that think, oh, I don't know if I could do this because I don't know if I'll be included in, in the boys club? Right.
2: I think um, my advice to them is remember your purpose. Mm-hmm. Um, there's nothing that can stray you away for your purpose. So if... If there's people that's trying to move you in some sort of way or block you, just remember your goal and why you're here. I think that purpose serves as a very deep rooting system that no matter how much the wind blows, the tree will stay rooted. So remember your purpose and just keep going. Oh, was I beautiful. like
1: that. My, I really I just like made that. that
2: off just now. Come on, just, I swear. <laughs> I just did. That I was really good, good, right? I'm going to put that on like <laughs> a
1: plaque. No matter say, wait, say that again. I don't no, matter the, I no matter how the no matter how the wind blows, the tree will always remain rooted. Yeah. Come on now. I'm putting that in a card. Can we put that like
0: that that's a beautiful thing. <laughs> I need saying. to say I need to say that every day. That was really that's good. That's a good mantra.
2: Thank you, I just made it up. See?
0: Okay. Now she got the isms too. <laughs> okay. The rachelisms. rachelisms. <laughs> It's three. (laughs) Yes. Okay. It's three drinks. All right. Well, uh, Rachel, thank you so much for coming on. Now we're going to have your husband in the hot seat, but you are more than welcome to sit and join us to uh, counteract any of the things that he says. Like this Like this first date. The first date. Here we go. I can't wait to hear his story. All right. (laughs) She be grinding her booty on other boys. (laughs) All (laughs) right. Uh, yeah, to
2: Danity Kane. the Danity game. The
0: Danity game. I do have a question. Did Mario Serrano have hair at the time?
2: No, he's never had hair. <laughs> oh, I didn't know that. He's yeah. looked the exact he's same really? since birth. Yeah. I've I never, never seen, seen him with hair. <laughs> Ever. Ever.
1: I haven't either. <laughs> That is amazing. (laughs) Boxing is a family for real. Oh, that's
0: funny. All right. Oh, Rachel, well, I appreciate you coming in. And like I said, the table, we are always here. If you ever want to come and hang out and chat some boxing, spill some more tea, Mm -hmm. um, tell us how Nonito is doing, and um, anything, if you want to talk. Tell us how to get our lives together. Yeah. (laughs) Sheesh. Do you ever think that you would go compete, like, really seriously, go back into i don't i don't that's not an octagon i don't even know what you call taekwondo what is it a mat would you ever would you would you ever go and compete again
2: um i thought about it and i also thought about going into mma um before um but honestly um i we've kind of been there done that we both cut weight at the same time and it was horrendous he said Mm. if i if we both lose five pounds then we'll go eat dinner and of course i lost (laughs) 1.2 and he lost five and then i was crying on the floor asking for cheesecake chimichanga from Applebee's. so (laughs) having two fighters in the household is a little bit too much yeah and i know by the time the boys are you know out and about of the house um, that'd be too much for me at that point already. So I'm 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 good in my role. I'm satisfied in my role where I am, um, and I believe that my focus is supposed to be here.
0: Oh. Amen. Do you guys uh, compete? Like, does he know how? To, does he know Taekwondo or MMA
2: moves? The boys?
0: No, your husband. Oh yeah,
2: does. he. The one thing that's really irritating, is like the one the ten things I hate about you kind of thing, he- knows how to do everything. <laughs> like, and what I mean by that is we did. Um, when I was pregnant with Jarrell, uh, no, sorry, Jarrell just came out and I said, I really want a painting of a Buddha. And he was like, what? And I looked on Google and I showed him, I was like, I want one of these, like in the house, right? Just peaceful and serene. And he was like, I'll just paint it. I was like, you don't know how to paint. <laughs> and so I'm sleeping in the living room, Jarrell's in the swinger and he's in the art room and I'm watching him through the, the, the door painting. And so I, I wake up at three, he's still painting. Wake up at four, he's still painting. And when I wake up at six, there's this complete painting done. And I'm like, you've got to be kidding it, me. It,
0: does it look like a Buddha? Yes.
2: And it was irritating. So no more wine wine date nights where you paint in wine. That's out of the damn question because he brings his own brushes. <laughs> he's like, well, he's going to do Mona Lisa. And all no, that he brings now. his own brushes. No. Yes, he does. Okay, rice
1: in the bag. Don't give him too much <laughs> grief about it. Okay, wait. So I have to, okay, one more. I know we're trying to wrap it up. Yep. So, okay, do you guys go karaoke? And is he that guy that's trying to go all super
0: American Idol? You know, at the He's karaoke still spot. Of course. Yeah, he
2: knows the karaoke numbers.
0: He, he doesn't even no. need the book. Do, do you have the microphone with the, you push the numbers? We have a microphone. Damn.
1: Oh, your house is lit. No wonder
0: y'all competing all the time. <laughs> <laughs> well, we got to do karaoke night with we them. We coming over. We cooking. <laughs> we doing karaoke. We going to paint. We're going to do it all. <laughs> seven, oh, seven. my God. Well, this was A fun episode. Yes, I did not know what to expect. I came. I know. Me too.
2: Thanks for the invite. Uh, Thank
0: you, Rachel. Uh, For you guys, what an incredible story. I mean, not only she's an amazing woman, a mother, an educator, an educator, uh, a poet. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) but she's also one of the baddest ass, baddest women that we've met in boxing. Absolutely, bar none. I know, bar none. All right. Well, we're going to wrap this up because we're going to be bringing on your husband in the next episode. Rachel Donair, thank you again. Follow Thanks, her. Guys. I know what's your, uh, oh yeah, your, it already says all that stuff. Uh, your social is right there.
2: Perfect, And then Follow if, that. You, <laughs> if you want to interact
0: with her and see all the tea that she spills, go to her Twitter. Um, I think it's at Knockout Queen, correct?
2: At Knockout Score Queen. Knockout, and okay. then Instagram is just Rachel Donair and so is uh, Facebook.
0: Okay. And talk to her with some sense. With I know.
2: She, yeah. and She she knows her shit. Okay, boys and girls. She knows her stuff. <laughs> exactly.
0: All right. Well, we're going to wrap up this uh, episode. Giandra, that was a fun one. Once oh, okay. again, my 20. We're, Look at 20 this. We're, we're matching and we had a great guest again. I know. Make sure you guys like, share, subscribe on our YouTube channel. I will be putting um, all of our socials somewhere around here. And. Man, the other episodes that we've done, they are on fire right fire. now. Fire, fire, fire. So make sure you guys check that out. Again, I am Cynthia Conte. And I'm Giondra LaBeouf. Thank you for joining the Best Women's Boxing Show, period. See you guys at five.